This is Family Twist, a podcast about astonishing adoption stories and finding family via DNA magic. I'm Kendall. And I'm Corey. And we've been inseparable partners in life since 03, 04, 05, also known as March 4th, 2005. In January 2018, our found family journey took us 3,000 miles from the San Francisco Bay Area to New England where we now live near my biological father, two half-siblings, and their families. We love being near them all, and the adventure continues. Hi, it's Corey. Thanks again for joining us. This is actually part two of an episode called Hyreth Hope and Healing, and I implore you to listen to part one first, or else you won't understand really what we're talking about. Our returning guests this episode are Aaron Cosentino, Cindy McQuay, and Ann Persico of High Rip Hope and Healing. And when we left off the last episode, Erin was just talking about how traditional therapy really didn't work for her. It was actually the healing of being with other people in her situation that helped the folks of High Rip. So let's let Erin continue. Erin, on that note, would you mind speaking about about our type of facilitators and how we've evolved with the different um, tool bag, your little um, your little speech? My little spiel about that. So in my day job, I am a special educator for academically able students who are living and thriving with mental illness. So my particular program is as close to a therapeutic setting as it can possibly be. I'm their teacher. There's a full-time school psychologist. There's a full-time social worker. Um, I provide the instruction. But in addition to that, I teach a social-emotional leadership course where I'm teaching students the tools that they need. Um, And so carrying that over into the retreat work, I've admitted several times already that I'm quite selfish. Um, And so I wanted more than a toolkit. I literally wanted a never-ending Mary Poppins bag of tools that folks can take with them. You know, if if they're driving down the road and all of a sudden they're overcome, I want them to just reach into that bag and say, oh, uh, gosh, Aunt Sue said BMW, breathe, move, water. Okay, well, I can't move because I'm driving a car, but I can take a sip of water and I can breathe through this. Or... Um, uh, you know, not be a story stealer when they're, they're doing something else. Um, uh, how to, how to use alternate nostril breathing or tapping. Like we've had so many different facilitators come and share so many different things. As I said, licensed clinicians, there's, um, typically always some type of writing therapy. There's more recently play therapy because we've learned how important it is to play. (laughs) We love that. That's my favorite. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Janet Nordine, fellow adoptee, uh, licensed clinician has introduced us to play therapy. And I don't think that, and I don't think there'll ever be another retreat without play therapy. Um, so writing play therapy, um, as I said, holistic healers, like we, we brought somebody in once to share about the benefits of tapping. Um, we have learned, mindful movement, no one heals the same, right? So we're just going to give you all of these tools and what resonates with you resonates with you. And maybe four years down the road, something you thought would never resonate with you is going to resonate with you. So, yeah. 
drumming. Oh, don't forget drumming. See my drum. There's my drum right there. We were introduced to energy drumming at I think our first or second retreat, and several people went and bought drums. Interesting. Yeah. Where do new attendees find out about the retreats? On the amazing website that Cindy created, www.hirithhopeandhealing.com. Well, so it's um, people just searching on Google, like for, for help and healing, you know, in this situation, and they'll stumble upon the site? Um, we found that most people would search either like adoptee retreats or NPE retreats or donor conceived. Usually they're looking to... For, to find our website, they're generally going to be looking for a retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, they can find our Facebook support groups, which obviously then would link them to the retreats. <clears throat> um, that would be by searching probably what you guys, um, you know, DNA surprise. DNA surprises or yeah. my dad is not my dad. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. How did you find us? Um, you know, I, I'm a journalist, so I, you know, I do a lot of different, and I, I do marketing and stuff, so I do, um, you know, search engine optimization stuff. So just through, I, I search different keywords and things like that to find, you know, people who are willing to tell their story, or um, I get, you know, because of algorithms, I get a ton of articles about, you know, adoption stories and DNA and stuff like that, just through, you know, my Facebook feed and stuff like that, just because it's clearly... I'm interested in this stuff, you know, for the podcast. Mm. So, mm. and yeah, it's just, you know, I, I don't remember exactly how I found uh, the site, but I definitely did find the site and I was like, Oh wow, this is right up our alley. This is perfect. I hope, mm. I hope they're open to uh, talking to us. Yeah. And I think also, because I don't want to forget to say this because it is very important, uh, especially given, you know, that the two of you are, are doing this podcast together for, for us personally, we get questions all the time, like, can my spouse come with me? Can my partner come with me? You know, um, and the answer to that is yes and no, right? For us, it's very important to um, preserve those healing sessions for the adoptee, the donor conceived person, the late discovery adoptee, the NPE, um, because listen, my husband has been amazing through this discovery, but if he heard some of the things that happened in those rooms, you know, he would probably be a little bit upset, a little bit hurt by some of the things that he heard, hears. But we also recognize how important a person's partner is in their healing journey. And so we invite you to come for the fun stuff. Come for dinner, come for Cards Against Humanity, um, you know, and, and decompress with us, you know, in the evenings. Um, but, but save that healing space for just us. And Erin, I want to add, and Annie, I keep forgetting. (laughs) Um, We recently added uh, an option, which which we're calling uh, Saturday shenanigans for folks who are not ready to commit to the full weekend. They can join us just for our Saturday fun, you know, kind of feel us out, make sure we're not like a psycho group of people getting together. Um, so they would just join us for dinner and fun. Um, so like Aaron said, you know, with each retreat, we keep either adding or, or refining um, things as we go along, which I think is normal with any good organization. Sure. 
So a few questions, just really um, stuff about the retreat. Uh, one, how do you determine where a retreat's going to take place? Uh, and two, how quickly do they fill up? And are, is there like a waiting list for folks since, you're, since it's a limit of 30? So Annie and I both work um, outside of, our, of the home. Um, and Cindy works all day at her computer searching locations. Where are we going to go? You know, where's it going to be? Um, and uh, as, as Cindy also said, you know, we, we learn things uh, as, as we grow um, and uh, we are much more cognizant now of the spaces that we choose for retreat um, because we are such an inclusive organization. So um, Cindy literally scours, um, I don't even know what you call them. I guess, I guess I'll plug them, Verbo and Airbnb, right? Yeah. <laughs> she searches uh, those places to find these beautiful um, homes. And uh, Cindy could, could give you her, her list of things that, that, a, that a home must have in order to be retreat worthy. Um, our spring retreat has always been in Jersey. Um, and we'll probably continue to be in Jersey. That house has been a fabulous house. It's the perfect retreat home. If we could just get that owner to build two more houses in different parts of the country, it'd be awesome. Um, with Aaron being a teacher, we have to do our Western trips during the summer when she can take off additional time. Um, and then we, the, the uh, fall one, we need to stay really having her only do like one time zone mm -hmm. um, change again because of her her school schedule. Uh, you know, we, we need to work around her her school schedule. Um, the houses, I, I just love searching for them. I, I'm just blown away at some of the prices, you know, that, that people have these. I think who can rent half of these like million dollar? Okay. But, um, you know, as Aaron said, we max it at 30. So we've got to have space, not for 30, you know, not 30 beds. Um, but a lot of the OGs will share king size beds together. They're comfortable enough with each other now. But we've got to keep in mind with the newbies, most of them are not going to do that yet. You know, so these have got to be, you know, eight plus bedrooms, uh, you know, Unfortunately, we are primarily women. Come on, men, we need you to to join us. Um, so we need lots of bathrooms for all these women, even though they find out after their first retreat that Cindy shows up in her yoga pants and slippers and hair in a ponytail. This is nothing about wearing your good clothes and you know, it's be comfortable, put your bathrobe and pajamas on. I almost always want a pool or a hot tub. Uh, we want this to be a, a an experience, not just uh, you know a healing weekend, but a pampering weekend for you. So it has to have some sort of luxurious feel. And you know, I will generally find a house, and then I'll have Aaron look at it. And sometimes Aaron will send me a house, and I'm like, nah, I'm just not feeling the vibe there. You know, it's looking to Motel 8-ish. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, you, you know it when you see it, that it just, okay, this has everything that we need. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot out there. Um, we also have to keep it affordable for people. Uh, so I say there's not a lot out there, I should say, within keeping it affordable mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. everybody. Sure, I can find you a house that's got all the bells and whistles, but then we'd have to charge people more than than what we are now. Speaking of what we're charging people now, maybe Aaron could speak about our scholarship program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just to kind of uh, finish off, um, there's very few places that we won't go. Um, you know, we'll, we'll go where people are comfortable and where people want us to, um, that the house sells out fairly quickly. So you have the option of staying in the home with us, which most people prefer, you know, they don't want to have to drive to their own rental or whatever. Um, there is not a waiting list currently. That's not to say that there won't be one eventually, but currently there is, is not a waiting list, but the house for our, our upcoming retreat only has three beds left in the bunk room. Um, and then we're, uh, we're, we're not sold out yet for our summer retreat that, that is in Texas. And listen, do we hope to get to a waiting list? Absolutely. You know, because we want that many people to be able to heal with us. Um, we do have uh, a scholarship uh, fund that um, we try very hard to provide a full scholarship. Um, that doesn't often happen, but often we're able to provide a partial scholarship. So um, the the retreat registration, I, I think, is an affordable investment. investment. It's four nights, five days of healing and community for $399. Um, tack on your your accommodations and transportation, and, and that gets a little bit more expensive for folks. But you know, we, we are asking them to make an investment in themselves and in their healing. Are you getting attendees from all over the country? Yes. And Canada. Awesome. Awesome. We are. Yeah. And the Canada um, person three times. Wow. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. We have people hopping on planes. (laughs) They hop on a plane to, to come to retreat. That's great. Yeah. And you all cook together. I imagine that's a, that's an interesting uh, process. But but see there again, like Aaron said, that's 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 healing in itself. Annie here the one time well, more than once, I'm sure. But I specifically am thinking of the one time where um, Annie apparently has this fabulous chicken marsala recipe, <laughs> which it is fabulous. But so Annie, there was. And a big bar, you know, around this open kitchen. And Annie's got five or six helpers. And those who aren't physically helping, you know, uh, sl- smash, the, that's the wrong word, the chicken. Pound, 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 pound the chicken and putting it in the egg and breadcrumbs. Yeah, I had a whole sous chef line of right. people. <laughs> but those that weren't physically helping are around there. And we're all just, you know, again, chit-chatting and that in itself is that comfort level that people you've never met, but yet you have that comfort level to actually, you know, just shoot the breeze with them and around cooking. I, I don't cook at home. So my husband gets pretty frustrated when I go to retreat and I'm cooking for all these yeah. people. <laughs> well, I will say, I, I mean, I had no idea whether food was involved, but I think it's so smart for it to be because I feel like, that, it, that just builds community in itself. 
I really believe mm -hmm. that, you know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so we eat all the meals together, you know, breakfast, mm -hmm. lunch, and dinner. Um, even with a couple of the breakfasts, uh, the Jersey retreat in itself because of the Taylor pork and what's the other? Pork roll or Taylor ham. Or Taylor, Taylor ham. ham. <laughs> so I, I mushed them together. I'm not from Jersey. But so, you know, we had somebody making, not Aaron or I, but somebody had brought that and was, who would like a sandwich? You know, I'm making these sandwiches. Uh, so, you know, that was pretty cool in itself. I mean, it just sounds like a very rewarding weekend for attendees. So it's, yeah, it's a, a very, very cool thing that you have put together for sure. And unique. I, I haven't really heard too much beyond. I mean, are there other organizations in different parts of the country that you've heard about that do these type of retreats? Or are you, is this just you guys? So when, when we started, there were a couple of um, adoptee organizations that did retreats for just adoptees. Um, and it was important to us that we highlight our our alliances and our and our intersections. And so we um, are the first retreat of its kind to bring um, all three of those communities together. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, and we should probably speak on um, the age. Uh, the span well. is, we, 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 you have to be 21. Okay. okay. You do have to be 21 to attend. Um, we've not gotten anyone that young yet, but not much older, 24, 25. Um, and gosh, our oldest attendee is, uh, in their seventies. Cool. Nice. So, nice. yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's, uh, certainly a possibility. You might see Kendall at next year's spring event in Jersey. We're not too far from Jersey. No. So <laughs> yeah. no, no, we've got a couple people up that way that come down. Oh, yeah. Yep. They, they drive mm -hmm. down to, um, from New Hampshire. Awesome. Yeah. That's, I think that's, uh, I think Kendall would that would be a really good experience for you. Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting to me because when I when when I read what I've read on your website and now hearing the three of you talk about it, I feel like I we started this podcast because I needed some outlet, you know, for connecting with others who had stories. Not that I to Cindy's point, I grew up with other adoptees as well and um so, so I, you know, feel like in my past I had that, but I didn't in my present, you know, and I didn't, you know, I've lost those connections with people, you know, that I had from childhood <laughs> who had, who are mm. probably living through similar things right now. And I don't even know it. So, you know, this means a lot uh, to me that it's being offered, you know, that this is a tool that you're offering to people to heal it's super important and I'm always emotional about this, but you know, it's been f over five years for me and it's still, it still feels fresh, uh, way more often than I thought it would, <laughs> you know, reunion for, for me. Yeah. Yeah. It just, yeah. um, Corey and I were, uh, with my brother and his wife and, uh, one of their children yesterday and, Sometimes I'm still, you know, sitting there, look over and th I, I, I just can't believe I'm physically sitting here with, you know, a half brother that I'd even know about, you know, until I was 47 mm -hmm. years old. It just, you know, it's just, 
it's mind-blowing sometimes but anyway it's all wonderful so are you are you connected to um any healing spaces on facebook no i'm i'm not guest turned interviewer yeah no no i'm not um i i lie and say no I, I think I, I think I exaggerate and say I blame our busy lives on not doing it, but that's mm. but that's not wise I think because obviously just listening to the three of you gives me just another level of hope, you know, and mm. and mm -hmm. so I know I could find value, you know, um, I just I for us for right now this is our focus. You know what I mean? Like reaching out mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. way and trust me, it's been wonderful. If, if you get to listen to many of the um, episodes we've done, we've just had the most wonderful guests. I mean, including the three of mm -hmm. you, but I mean, just amazing guests with amazing stories. And um, that has been so therapeutic for me just to hear you know, mm -hmm. um, you can't connect with all of them. You know, you don't relate directly with every single story, but many of them, it's shocking. You know, the, the number of people whose stories you can at least empathize with, if nothing else. Yeah. 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 We, we also, in addition to holding retreat, um, you know, we have an adoptee Facebook group and we have an NPE Facebook group and we host uh, two open Zooms a week. Mm -hmm. Just come as you are. Um, I say share whatever is happy or heavy on your heart. Um, and we last year started a book club. So now we read adoptee NPE donor conceived books written by adoptees NPEs donor conceived folks. Um, and, and we do that once a week as well. So mm -hmm. Um, I think that's been helpful too for folks coming to retreat to to at least be able to say like oh I've been on Zoom with you guys mm -hmm. for a year like I you know I already know you so we also yeah. um, our Facebook retreat group mm. that is just all about retreats so that people can you know can find us uh, if they don't find the website they can mm -hmm. search for us on Facebook mm -hmm. Kendall yes. now guest turned therapist. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love hearing how you're saying, you know, the doing the podcast and connecting with the adoptees that way. But it's important, in my opinion, in my non-therapist opinion, um, you need to connect outside of the podcast. You're right. Those things just, they come and go. I mean, sure, you can listen to them repeatedly, but you need to have a, a human connection um you know I, you heard me say i grew up with an adopted brother and then two bios so my my brother and i and we're not related um we had our own little language our own adoptee language hmm. which you will find with other adoptees mm -hmm. and you need that um you know as much as aaron and annie get the adoption side of me there's parts of me that they will never get. Right. Um, so that's why it's important that you, you find um, connection outside of the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd be more than happy to, to be your friend if you want. I, I appreciate that because I really don't, 
Yeah, I don't I don't have that at this point. You know, it's yeah. there when I think of our friend group, really, um, we have a really good friend, Kurt, who experienced adoption by being a biological child child in a family who adopted another child. You know what I mean? So he, he has seen the opposite side of the equation. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, and has a the, the sister who was adopted into his family has never been able to connect, you know, with her biological family. So I think he could relate to parts of my story. But again, it's just different. I no offense to anybody else. It's just there's just something special about speaking to someone who also was adopted. Yeah, I, I right. you know, to kind of I agree to, to, to kind of expound on what Cindy's saying. You know, it's important, I think, you know, because my, my wife is so incredibly supportive. And I have my my best friend is an adoptee. Mm-hmm. I've known we've been best friends for forty over forty five years, and she's an adoptee. And, um, but I it, it's important to be able to talk about something, not necessarily even my specific story, but to just be able to say to someone, "Hey, I feel like this today," like, and I don't know why. Like I'm angry for no, no apparent reason. And my NPE family, it's like, oh man, I get it. That sucks. That happened. You know, just to be able to say, I feel a certain way and not have to explain what I feel because they know, Mm -hmm. they just inherently know why I, not even why, but that I feel this way today. And it might not be a reason that's evident to me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's, you know, it could just be a trigger that, you know, I passed by a street that didn't really fit, register consciously, but I passed by this thing that made me, you know, have like a feel mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, this sucks. Mm-hmm. I got to go to the group and say, I feel a way and they just get it, yeah. you know, to be with right. people that just get it. You know, it's really important. I mean, you know, like Aaron said, I don't go to therapy either. Um, I'm not very good at, you know, been to therapy, but you know, I'm like, I sit there and like, well, I don't know what to say, you know, (laughs) but I don't need to say anything when I'm in, in the group or with other NPEs or even other adoptees, you know, I don't need to explain myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I could just say, I feel this way. Yeah, we know. Come over here and let me give you a hug. That's a very, that's so important. I think. Kendall, I think the, the, the biggest example that I can give you as to what I'm trying to say is um, adoptees' birthdays. You know, it's so hard to explain to a non-adoptee how our birthdays can be so triggering for us. You know, because it's the, why would we celebrate the day our birth mother got rid of us? Mm. You know, so think about it that way. The things that we... And the others in our community, the, the NPs and the donor conceived folks, that they specifically deal with in trying to explain that. They, they can to each other. And like Annie was saying, they get it. Um, but that's why it's so important that you have those specific community friendships mm-hmm. that get it. Like, you know, like say three days from now is your birthday and you're in a piss ass mood. And I can say, Kendall, I know exactly why you're in a piss-ass mm-hmm. mood. You know, you wouldn't even have to say anything. Right. Like, we would just 
notice. Right. So it, it is very important that you have those mm -hmm. those type of connections. You're right, because I, I the only comment I should make probably is that um, I do find myself explaining things constantly, you know, when I'm talking about the way I feel about my my biological family. I feel like I probably explain a lot. <laughs> you, you know, there's a word for that. That's called adopt-splaining. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, it's trying to build empathy on the other side of the table. That's what I'm doing, mm -hmm. you know, because my fear is that people will think that I'm just being particularly judgmental <laughs> toward my biological family when maybe that's valid um but maybe it's not and so i think i find myself doing that but i'm also an hr person so i feel like i'm always that diplomatic you know person who feels the need mm -hmm. to um balance every conversation and sometimes there, it doesn't need to happen <laughs> sometimes i need mm -hmm. a cindy in my life that i can just say you know what <laughs> This is suck. This sucks, and here's why. <laughs> Everybody needs a Cindy in their life. Cool. The words right out of my mouth. Cool. Well, I'm definitely the nudger in the relationship. I'll I'll have to to uh, continue to nudge him along, and you know, in certain mm -hmm. ways. But I think uh, I think the three of you have done a really good job of of opening Kendall's eyes to you know connecting with other folks that are you know similar situations and and there's definitely room for healing there. Absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, there's, there's, you know, mixed emotions that we talk about uh, on a weekly basis, if not, you know, almost daily. Well, and, and it's, it, to me, it's a lifetime of, of learning and healing. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I can think of uh, numerous adoptees who, you know, at retreats always go, Oh my God, I never even, I never even realized my stomach issues mm -hmm. have been because of blah, 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 mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, it, it's a never, it's just an ongoing ever, ever, forever learning thing. Well, and hopefully other adoptees who will listen to this can really find, you know, some value in that concept, you know, like mm -hmm. find your community, you know, that's what you need. We all do. Right. right. Well, and, and, and not to leave the NPEs out here, mm -hmm. but, you know, you go with your gut feeling like you guys who your whole life didn't like what's what's wrong with this picture? Like something seemed off to you and yet you were 100 percent correct. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Well, Cindy, Aaron, Annie, thank you so much for coming on and and giving us some background on the retreats. Uh, they sound really remarkable. So, and I'm going to keep nudge, nudge, nudging Kendall until he signs up for one. <laughs> he, he acts like I listen, never listen. Listen, get that vacation time in. There's one in two months. See, there you go. He acts as if I never listen. I listen to him constantly. He, he And Annie made great comments about how supportive her wife is. And I feel like I absolutely have to remind every listener out there that I wouldn't be where I am today without Corey. I oh, wouldn't. Wow. I had um, all but given up uh, search my search when I turned 40, which was 100 years ago. And I, I just, I didn't think it was going to happen. Now, granted, that was sort of 
you know, we weren't talking about DNA back then much. And that felt like a pie in the sky, like, oh, you know, they'll ne I'll, that'll never happen. And, uh, but if it weren't for him, yeah. So I always joke about being emotional all the time. And here's more proof, listeners. Um, <laughs> ju I'm just built that way. But I, I love him dearly, and he's been an amazing rock for me. I, can I, I just want to add one last plug for us. We love to help people unravel their DNA results. Yes. Yeah. We love doing that. Yeah. And I mean, there is a growing need for that. I mean, as you know, I'm in all, a lot of these groups, you know, just um, reading people's stories. And, you know, we just we saw some statistics a week or so ago that was like, wow, I just I, I can't believe that many people are are doing DNA tests, you know, so it's, you know, a, and a lot of people are, are in for some some big shocks. So, you know, there's yeah. there's definitely a need for what we're all doing, you know, to try and, you know, and share people's stories and and. You know, hopefully people have been able to heal a little bit, you know, just by, you know, listening to these episodes. But I definitely sense a follow-up episode after Kendall attends his first retreat. So, <laughs> that was not a planned, you know what, that was, <laughs> we did not discuss this as a lead-in or anything. Corey, just sign him yeah. up. Just sign him up and pack his <laughs> That's bags. absolutely what will happen, and that's fine. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think it does make sense, and I think... Even if you all have, uh, you know, retreat guests who ever want to, you know, t tell their stories, you know, they, they, mm. you can connect them with us. And obviously there's privacy and confidentiality and comfortability and all those factors, you know, but that's with anybody, really. If we put a post, I'm telling you, if we put a post right now in the retreat group, you would be booked for, for the rest of the year the fourth season. Wow. probably you'd probably be going into next season wow. because and, and, and aaron's not kidding and honestly you'd be you'd be hit with all the trio of the community yeah. i mean i can think of one donor conceived person who would be on the bandwagon hmm. in in a nanosecond oh, wow. we're gonna try it um, we're gonna post we're gonna post it That's in the group wonderful do, do, you, do you have a, a space? I don't remember a space on your registration thing where it says, how'd you hear about us? I, there is a, um, I think it's uh, do you have a good, something about having a good story or know somebody with a good story, but yeah, but I can, I can, I can put that as a root. Yeah. Like, how did you find us? Yeah. I'd be curious. Yeah. I'd be curious. For sure. You guys, this has been amazing. Oh, thank yeah. you so this much. This is great. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Family Twist features original music from Cosmic Afterthoughts and is presented by Savoir Faire Marketing Communications.